You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. This episode, we'll be talking about David Bowie, Aladdin Sane. In the room, I have Rob. Kepasa. Ben. Hello. Anne. Hi. And John. Ahoy, ahoy. Aladdin Sane is the sixth studio album by English musician David Bowie, released on the 13th of April, 1973 on RCA Records. The producer was Ken Scott and David Bowie, and the genre is glam rock, hard rock, and art rock. And I'm going to read from All Music Reviews, Stephen Thomas Irwine. Ziggy Stardust wrote the blueprint for David Bowie's hard rock and glam, and Aladdin Sane essentially follows the pattern, for both better and worse. A lighter affair than Ziggy Stardust, Aladdin Sane is actually a stranger album than its predecessor. Buoyed by bizarre lounge jazz flourishes from pian- pianist Mick Garrison and a handful of winding, vaguely experimental songs. Bowie abandons his futuristic obsessions to concentrate on the detached cool of New York and London hipsters as on the compressed rockers Watch That Man, Cracked Actor, and The Gene Genie. Bowie follows the hard stuff with the jazzy dissonant sprawls of Lady Grinning Soul, Aladdin Sane, and Time, all of which manage to be both campy and avant-garde simultaneously while the sweepingly cinematic Drive-In Saturday is a soaring fusion of sci-fi, doo-wop, and melodramatic teenage glam. He lets his paranoia slip through in the clenched rhythms of Panic in Detroit, (laughs) as well on his oddly clueless cover of Let's Spend the Night Together. For all the pleasures on Aladdin Sane, there's no distinctive sound or theme to make the album cohesive. It's Bowie riding the wake of Ziggy Stardust, which means there's a wealth of classical material here, but not enough to focus to make the album itself a classic. All right, what do we think of Aladdin Sane? My very first impression was that the vocals are buried. Yeah, I thought that too. That's a that's an, uh, an acknowledged problem on a few of the songs. Like that's that is that the they, v- they, vocal is just the vocals were buried oh. on. Um, Definitely watch that man. Yeah, watch that man, and and I guess they were trying to say like, oh, let's make it sound like the Stones. Let's try and make it all. Oh. It does sound like an exile track. It right. totally does. Yeah. yeah, and I think they tried another version where they punched up the vocals, but they were like, oh, we don't like this as much. I think but. that that was Ken Scott uh, explaining away his, his own mistakes. Exactly. <laughs> oh, this was intentional, and then I fixed it, and they didn't like it. <laughs> you think he lied? Yeah. I think he just chooses his own truths. No flim flam. I had never listened to this all the way through. Me neither. Me neither. Me neither. Yeah, I had um. just heard several tracks i don't even know if i've heard all the tracks before or if i picked and choose or what but mm. it was interesting especially coming off of uh ziggy and it feeling in that era but also a lot different like it goes a lot different places ziggy goes to america yeah 
is how Bowie described it. Yeah. It was... It is American. There's piano on mm-hmm. it, not just piano. That's true. <laughs> so, I, guess I mean, so. seriously, <laughs> there's that like '70s ragtime whatever thing, right? Going yeah. on a little bit. It's like bit. doo-wop and and yeah. some of, and, some doo-wop stuff. That's yeah. croony. Almost yeah. all of it was written during the American leg of the Ziggy tour, like mm-hmm. on the bus and in the hotels. And I guess on first pressings of it. Uh, on the track listing on the back, it would have the location of of conception of each song, oh. which I thought was pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah, like apparently he wrote uh, the song Aladdin saying, "On the boat ride back to England from the American tour." So like on the he took a boat. Yeah, so like on, on I've always wanted to do that. It's <laughs> like the the like the like little footnote on that one. Uh, so it's like Aladdin saying. Then it's got the dates: nineteen thirteen, nineteen thirty eight, nineteen seventy. Huh? Yeah? Question mark. Uh, and then it says uh, RHMS Elinus, which I guess says the boat. Yeah, her Royal Majesty oh, that's so ship. So cool. Elinus. Yeah. But those dates, I guess, are like right before World the World Wars, right? He was thinking like, oh, World War Three is like. 1970-somethings, right around the corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the piano on Aladdin saying, is crazy! <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's really what great. About? It's, it's cool. Yeah. It, 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 the first, it threw me from loop upon first listen, but the more I listen to it, the more I like it. Yeah, I feel like this, this song, album has that feeling. Some songs like this one, for sure, remind me of Black Star a little bit. Like, yeah, I re-listen to it today because, like, the instrumentation is really weird and jazzy and there's like a lot of piano and saxophone going on like it's interesting i guess because this is so much before that right like but he's still david bowie he's still david bowie <laughs> <laughs> i guess uh, mike garson the the pianist on this album uh was into like the avant-garde movement of the mm. 60s and bowie called him in and they want he wanted a piano solo on this. I guess first he did like a blues rock solo, and then boy said no. And then so he did, did take two. He did like a like a Latin rock flavored solo, <laughs> and boy he's like there... no no like you, do that avant garde stuff you like. And Mike was like, are you sure? <laughs> and then they did, they did this uh, one like one take like that was his next take. Wow. He's like, bleep, bleep, bleep. <laughs> I want to hear the Latin one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but also this is perfect. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's so good. Yeah, this I don't know. This album was, I think the the most confusing thing about it though is it it changes these genres, but it has similar genres throughout the entire album. So like Aladdin saying feels like time, like it has a similar I feel like avant mm. element to jazz it. Kind yeah. Of, yeah, watch that man. Also, kind of feels like. Uh, some like panic in Detroit sounds like Gene Genie a bit, you know, like there's all these like sort of themes and, but at the same time, they all, it feels so distant. I don't don't know. Yeah. They they don't seem to link to each other really. Yeah. Other than that, they are elements of a person seeing America and experiencing fame. And uh, it's the first time he had been writing music from the vantage point of stardom. Yeah. There's, it yeah, feels I was like wondering that, about that weird alienation yeah. also maybe coupled with like a lot of cocaine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, a lot of cocaine. <laughs> so it's Plenty. like, it's like lyrically, it's not very cohesive. Like I'd never read all the lyrics, but I did it today and I was like, 
Shit doesn't. <laughs> yeah, I think the. Co- I mean, it's interesting, but it's not like I don't know. On on his it's version not fully of coherent. Uh, on his version of let's spend the night together, I think the cocaine actually gets uh, its own microphone. Yeah, Dude, yeah. I love that. <laughs> Wait, what? Wait, spend you spend the night together? What do you mean the do cocaine you... gets its own microphone? Oh, it's like it, it, it's right it's, up front and center. You can, yeah, you can hear. He's the, cranked. Yeah. <laughs> but he didn't put a microphone by a pile of No, cocaine. no, no. That was oh. a metaphor. The cocaine might be controlling the sound. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's moving the mixing board. Yeah. The cocaine sentient. It is yeah. a sentient bag okay. of cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I want. Do it faster, Bobby! <laughs> Does anybody like that version? I do. Yeah. Really? Yeah. How do you think it works on the album? Because I thought it, I was like, it took me right out of the album. I was like, what is this? And uh, why man, is no. it on this album? It's just a high tempo rocker. Really? I, yeah. uh, I thought it was fun and weird, but it didn't la- It didn't have like real punch. Yeah. Like it was definitely like. F- Everything felt like it was on the surface. Yeah. Like it didn't, it just seemed like he was like, yeah, let's just do this cover. Who cares? Like, I mean, let's get done really quick. Cause yeah. there's, 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 out, there's songs on this album that are like camp and like, kind of funky and they really like not actual funk. I mean, there are some funky ones, but, uh, but they push that, that glam, like cabaret edge, like time is, yeah. is it's pretty out there, yeah. but I really like it. <laughs> and I think that it works cause there's some emotive quality to it, but I felt like let's spend the night together. Just, I don't know. It just who, seemed like a run through. Who wrote it originally? Uh, the Stones. Yeah. It was the Stones. Okay. Yeah. It's rowdier than the Stones, which is saying stuff. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I think I, I prefer know. the Stones version. I don't know if I'd say rowdier, but I, I I really like I like the, the call and response uh, backing vocals in the Stones that I I'm always listening for in the David Bowie one that never come in because they're not part of that version yeah. of the song. But I really like how rowdy and reckless it is. It's just like a train off the rails. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Respect. Driving that ca- that train <laughs> yeah. high on cocaine. cocaine. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's, that's all it's about Aladdin. David yeah. Bowie better watch your speed. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of off the rails, Panic in Detroit. Dude, that song's oh, yeah. awesome. I love that song. Yeah. It's like it's pretty great. Bo Diddley goes salsa. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's it's a rocker with Bo Diddley and Congas. Yeah. <laughs> uh it was inspired by uh, Iggy Pop's recollections of the 1967 Detroit riots. I was going to say, like, I looked up the Detroit riots to, like, clarify, because this was six years later, right? But Also, uh, we're listening to Drive-In Saturday right now, which I'd never heard before, and I like it a lot. And I, I heard it on the radio this past Saturday after hearing it for the first time, listening to it last yeah. week. It was on Relics. They always play deep cuts. Oh, true. Yeah. But uh, I heard... Uh, so David Bowie wrote uh, all the young dudes for Mott the Hoople. Apparently, hey dudes, hey dudes, who needs TV? Uh, this was the Driving Saturday he wrote initially for Mott the Hoople, and they turned it down because it had too many chords. <laughs> that's, a, <laughs> and, that's legit. That's legit. And David Bowie responded by shaving off his own eyebrows. <laughs> He's like, "Oh, so you don't like my song? Fine. <laughs> Let's play some Rolling Stones." Is that Stones. what I should do if I'm really upset? <laughs> yeah. Small change in this, snuck off to the city, strung out. 
slash back blazers Ate all your razors while pulling the waders Talking about Monroe and walking on Snow White New York's a go-go and everything tastes nice Poor little greenie Jumping back to uh, the cover uh, track on here, the uh, enemy editors uh, Roy Carr and Charles Char Murray considered Bowie to have performed the unprecedented feat of beating the Stones on one of their own songs, remarking on the track's polymorphous perversity and furious coked-up drive. (laughs) (laughs) However, Rolling Stone's Contemporary Review found the Bowie version campy, butch, brittle, and unsatisfying. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, that doesn't surprise me. I guess it's probably just like, how much do you like cocaine? (laughs) Like, I like it fast. Which do you prefer, Bowie or Stones, right? I can like them both. Yeah. I know. I can but... mix my cocaine with whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Steve Ray Vaughan. It works. Yeah, back to Driving Saturday, though. This is a great song. Yeah. yeah. It's a, I mean, it's one of, I feel like it's a classic on this album. I was surprised that the only one that I feel like ever gets any play is what, Gene Genie? Yeah. It's the one on Best of Bowie. Yeah. And uh, Correct, Driving Saturday was released as a single, it was like the first single. That oh, released. yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think Crack Dacker gets plenty I've, of play. I've heard that a lot. Really? I haven't yeah. heard it on the radio before. I only know it because it. we worked it up when I was doing Ladybird stuff. Mm-hmm. Huh. No, I've, uh, I've, I've definitely. I feel like heard. I've heard it tons. I thought I'd heard Time before, but I could be just thinking of David Bowie albums. Time didn't change me. Different time. Different you, time. You, you guys get uh, Jacques Brel vibes from Time? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I could see that. Absolutely. Apparently on this tour of uh, of the United States, uh, David Bowie found uh, uh, the U.S. simultaneously appalling and was it was simultaneously appalled and fixated. Yeah, that, that sounds, sounds right. right. Fair, yeah. that's fair. Yeah. Car crash you can't take your eyes off. <laughs> uh, favorite song on the album? Anyone got a favorite song? I'm gonna go with Lady Grinning Soul. Me too, that dude. Really I just good. I love like that. The vibe, like Bond theme songs, like I don't know, they Is got a place a in my heart. It's not, no, but it has but it's got such that, that, that vibe. vibe. Yeah, like <laughs> it's a vibe. <laughs> I could see that. Yeah, it's over over dramatic. Yeah, and, yeah, and like those like asides, and then like yeah. the well, most most of the songs on this album are about men. Mm. That one's one of the few ones about women, and it's like a woman with sexual agency, which is really interesting. Like. Apparently it's of all the lyrics of all the tracks in this, that one has the best lyrics. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And it does also remind me of Black Star. That was one of the ones that did. Yeah. So about, maybe a little prescient. Do you have a fave on it? Claudia Lanier is apparently who Lady Grinning Soul is about. She's a soul singer. She was one of the Ikeettes. Oh. And David Bowie met her, hung out with for a day, and then wrote the song. And it was speculated it was about her, but apparently he called her up in like 2014 and told her it was about her. <laughs> I looked up pictures of like 1973 Claudia Lanier. Yeah, I'd write a song about her. She's <laughs> <stone> box. <laughs> it's cool that Bowie called her in 2014 too. 
Yeah. Hey. Hey, so you know how people think this song may be about you. <laughs> Tis. <laughs> Ta, click. <laughs> What's your favorite one, Rob? Classic pranks. Oh, I don't know. I'm... I'm strangely fixated with how much I hate everything on Watch That Man until the chorus kicks in. Then I'm like, oh, shit, this whole song's great. <laughs> Something about the uh, the the way the, the drums break down on that chorus is uh, yeah t- tickles my ears in the right way. Ooh. You show them yeah. pretty pictures of mm. of Iquettes. <laughs> right Ha-cha-cha! Holy shit. Ha-cha-cha! <laughs> <laughs> It's a, it's a good looking yes, couple right there. Madam. <laughs> couple by I mean the her and Bowie, not <laughs> there's no there's no way to justify those words. Um Her boobs look good too. Uh, no, also. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. All right. All right. All right. All right. I think a, she did end up posing in Playboy. Oh. <laughs> All right, homework yeah, assignment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, John. <laughs> okay, Google. Yeah, I honestly, I, I, I kind of am enjoying this more than Ziggy. Hmm. Um, and it, it might just be because I, it, it's fun to listen to Bowie you haven't listened to before. Yeah, and then they're like, oh yeah. my god. <laughs> Yeah. Let's listen to him go. Yeah, I would say the hard no to better than than Ziggy. Uh, but I understand what you're saying because I had this uh, a similar reaction this week of just being like, "Holy shit! Oh, this album's great." Yeah, and I it, it gets it's like getting better every time you listen to it. But it's just because I mean it's a, a new and yeah I mean different, I, I, different kind I, I've of thing. listened to Ziggy so much like yeah. it, it, any like little like new Bowie tidbit especially like you know from this era is just you know it's exciting to listen to. Is it yeah. just that there were no really big like radio pop hits that were on this? Because wasn't this supposed to be? I mean, the cover of this album is the one where it's the it's the lightning bolt. What people yeah. think about yeah. when they think about yeah, it's, Bowie, it's yeah. considered the most iconic cover. Some it's somebody it, like said it was the, the Mona Lisa, Mona Lisa of, of album art or yeah. something. Yeah. And wasn't this one of his better selling albums too? I mean, it's just I, I'd never heard practically any of the songs. Well, like after this. after Ziggy Stardust, everyone's buying the follow up. Uh, Whether or not they continue to play it, whether or not it has many radio hits, it's the new one. Everyone heard the last one. You just go out and buy it. Yeah. Cracked actor rips. It had a hundred a hundred thousand copies ordered in advance. Who's guitarist on this? Uh, Mick Ronson. Yeah, yeah, Mick. Yeah, and a lot of people have acknowledged that Mick is it should get more credit. He's one of the better guitar players of seventies rock. Yeah, and that he you know, a lot of people say, well, I, I don't know. I, I guess I'm just trying to acknowledge that he is a major part of this era. The Bowie sound. Exactly. He, like, not, like, not only is he a good guitar player, his his style and his sound is so recognizable. You can tell when it's Mick Ronson playing. And then he does arrangements. He plays piano. Like he's, he, he is like sideman number one. You guys really haven't heard this on the radio? I'm I, I have. I mean, I, I, I've I listened. I've listened to this album before this week okay. too, though. So no. it's hard for me to suss out like me listening to it versus because most of these are familiar, and some of them I've heard a lot. But like, I don't mm-hmm. know where that's coming from. I don't think it cracked actor like on the radio. Yeah, no. you've never heard this on the radio. 
Uh, it, it may have been like college radio, but I'm I I definitely. Gonna, I mean, because it's a song about heroin and giving him. Well, but what about heroin? Yeah, 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 you know. They all is. True. <laughs> the year was 1973. <laughs> it's pretty. Uh, yeah, it's pretty uh, heavy material. Yeah. But it also sounds, it's it's interesting. It's bringing that, it, it has a bit of like a blues. It has a bit of rock. Well, it's like all America swagger, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's like a British it really helps interpretation of American. In America. Yeah. That's right. exactly what it feels Bowie's like. Bowie's Lou Reed. Like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's absolutely channeling some, uh, that and like on uh, like the verses of Gene Genie. It's very like Velvet Underground subject matter. Yeah. It's just like talking about like the the the, the dark figures of, of like uh, of the of the scene, you right. know. And yeah. fashion in a different way, right? Yeah. Like a lot of underbelly. A lot of underbelly in this uh album. The best belly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but under. It's my second favorite belly. <laughs> <laughs> Not the band. They're my third favorite belly. <laughs> Bowie's outfits at this point in time was he still doing like the Z glam I mean, it, stuff? It's total. He's still, he's still it's glam. Total glam. glam. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. To, totally uh, out there. He's getting weird. He's yeah, doing he's his thing. he's still that, but he did not dress as Ziggy because Ziggy was because now dead. he's Aladdin. Yeah, he's Aladdin. Same now. They look the same and they sound the same, but they're different. And one's not from space. This one doesn't have eyebrows. Ziggy didn't have eyebrows for the tour. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he rocked them off. <laughs> Does he need them? <laughs> no. He shaved them out of spite for some reason. I think it was... Uh, I want to maintain eye contact with someone and just shave my eyebrows That's, that's a power move. <laughs> oh, I don't, you think he did it in front of them? Like, <laughs> I want you don't make, want my song? <laughs> I want to maintain eye contact while I shave someone else's eyebrows off. <laughs> and um, now you're the Terminator. Maybe the 90s will come back enough that you'll get to. <laughs> this song is all the young dudes. It kind uh, of was. Yeah. Time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's also God gave rock and roll to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, you're right. <laughs> 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 uh, that song. <laughs> yeah. It's also, I mean, I it's, it's one of my favorite I on the album. For I prefer sure. the Kiss version of uh, all the young, or not. <laughs> God gave rock and roll to you. Yeah, yeah, of course. From the Bogus Journey yeah, well, they soundtrack. The, but the original versions, it, it, it's rougher. Yeah. Oh, guys, no. we're just, we're, we're covering all the bases. <laughs> it's, so apparently The Prettiest Star, this is the second time he had recorded it, he originally recorded The Prettiest Star as the what was supposed to be the follow-up to Space Oddity. And on the original recording, he's got Mark Bolin on guitar. Oh, man. And yeah. this version is, uh, I, I listened to them both, Mick Ronson is... Is doing his best Mark Bolin on this. He doesn't really, he plays it verbatim. 
Yeah, this verse is just a little glammed up, like a little punched up. They have like some hand claps and a little bit. The the guitar works the same. It just makes it a little jauntier, a little glammier for for this one. Well, next few years, Robert Fripp's going to be entering the scene doing some Bowie guitar work. What's he play guitar on? Uh, Heroes, the most iconic (laughs) guitar (laughs) riff ever. Isn't Sweet Home Alabama the most <laughs> I thought Mississippi Queen was. <laughs> That's a good one, too. <laughs> I think it's also Scary, scary Monsters. Oh, one. cool. Yeah. 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 Old Fripp. Old uh, asshole Fripp. This is Mick doing his best mark. Yeah. I mean, this... Oh, yeah. What, Sounds great. When yeah. I heard this, I was like, T-Rex. This, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's got a... Definitely got that T-Rex sound. Sort of stomping along, the hand claps, yeah. the laid back. It's actually a Greek style of song called the Hasapiko, <laughs> which is an homage to his first wife's Cypriot background. I see. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let me put You did not have your pinky I out. Didn't have you pinky out. I didn't have my I should have put my monocle in to read my notes. <laughs> that's, that's very interesting. Though. That is really interesting. Some of these songs, like I know it was very quickly written, very quickly recorded, which would like I, I, that's like, you know the buried vocals and watch that man. There's some moments, like especially like in Gene Genie, the first time he goes into the chorus, it's like the band thinks he's gonna go into the chorus one measure before he does, and like they're pros, seeing so they recover quickly. But like, there's certain parts like that in the album where it seems almost like barely rehearsed, but like the band's tight enough that they just hold it together. I was wondering if anybody, all, I, I've always found it weird in Gene Genie where they're singing over each other. Mm-hmm. I like it, yeah. but I, I've always found that an odd choice that they're singing different lyrics like over each other and it doesn't sound like they're like trying to harmonize or try to stay out of each other's way. It's almost as if two people were accidentally, you know, were singing. Is it David and, and Mick? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's be. strange yeah. is, so on the first time they go into the chorus, the band sounds like they're trying to go into the chorus. David takes an extra measure. And then the second time through it, they all go into the chorus at the point where the band was trying to go into the chorus the first time through. Right. It's like the, the first... The first verse is one measure longer than when they do it the next time. Right. And I was wondering if that's a happy accident, and then they just said, yeah, I, let's do it. It sounds like it, re- yeah. it really it doesn't sound intentional, because when when the band like starts to, like, makes, like, a gesture towards the chorus, I forget what, what Bowie says, but he calls a bit of an audible. He's like, all right, let's go. And they, then they go into it. Um. Oh, I don't think it's intentional, but it sounds fine, and they kept it. You know, it's like sometimes a good take's a good take, like warts and all. Yeah, and sometimes the, I mean, it added, adds a bit of dynamics to a song that's kind yeah. of a rock format. I mean, in 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 Louie Louie, the like Kingsman Louie Louie, the singer comes in after the guitar solo a full measure early starts singing and then the drummer just starts playing a drum fill over it to like, get him to like stop singing. And he's like, if you ever li- next time you listen to Louie Louie, like in the second half of the song, after the musical break, he's like, I'm a little girl. Oh, and he's like, do, 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 do. I'm a little girl. <laughs> and then the band of him was like, good enough. Yep. Press it. Let's get it out. You gotta wash out for your buddies. 
All right, what do we think? Love it. Love it. Thumbs up. Okay. Yeah, it's good. Positive. Thumbs up. Yeah. 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 Totally everybody? great. Yeah. Is everybody on the positive? I'm going to give it a positive. Yeah, I'm not crazy about every single thing on it, but... I yeah. Just, you know. I think I feel the same way. It's it's Bowie. It's not, it's not Ziggy, but it's uh, different, and I think I'll like it more and more as I listen to it. I think so too. Yeah. I, I think I'm gonna. It's growing on me. Yeah, it's one of those that now it's a that grower. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and a shower. It shows. Yeah. It's one of the biggest showers there is. So yeah, I've. I don't know why it hadn't. Uh, it wasn't like in my normal Bowie rotation, but lack of radio hits. I think so. Yeah, and and it takes a minute to get in. I mean, when you hear "Watch That Man" and then Aladdin saying, it's like, huh, okay. <laughs> And then it's you don't know exactly where, where the rockers are and where the ballads are and you're listening to David Bowie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just go with you just, it. You just buckle up. Enjoy yeah. the ride. Yeah. But no, it's good. All right, we're listening to "Let's Spend the Night Together." It's so good. Let's all, spend the night together. Let's all get snow blind. <laughs> well, yeah. if, if you want to hear like now I need you more than Bowie ever. doing a kind of like I don't know. I, I I see where your love of Devo like. Would fit into here, like yeah. some of the vocal delivery. Like, oh, whoop it. Oh, whoop it. Good. You motherfuckers <laughs> are getting the shit kicked out of you once this mic is off. How is that wrong? Get out of my dreams. <laughs> Get into my van. <laughs> All right, next time we'll be talking about King Crimson Lark's Tongues in Aspic. Yes. All right. Thanks, y'all. Yeah.